0: Hello and welcome to DIY EV chat, uh, where I get to talk to the weirdy and sometimes beardy people around the world who've decided to build their own electric cars. Uh, my name's Tom Cheesewright. I've built one that's currently off the road and you know, you can follow that saga on the rest of this YouTube channel. Uh, and today my guest is Steve Pilcher, who's built, well, I can, he can tell you what he's built. Welcome to the podcast, Steve um thanks
1: <laughs> nice to be so, here
0: <laughs> good good now tell me well we'll get into the details what have you built what are you driving at the moment that is evified
1: okay so an electric rx8 i guess so um a,
0: a, a good candidate for swap given their famously combustible engines <laughs>
1: oh yeah it did that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you owned the car before you uh before you swapped it did you
1: yes in fact uh i owned it um, I rebuilt the rotary once and it lasted another few thousand miles before it ate itself again, um, at which point it then sat on my parents' drive for probably four years. Uh, I just couldn't bring myself to throw it away. Um, and yeah, made, made it, this project from it.
0: We like that, we like the recycling spirit. So, so back to my normal first question, um, what's the day job? Where do you get the skills to do something like this? Is it from what you do in your working life? Um,
1: yes and no. I'm a, me- a mechanic in my day job, but I, I, I've I, always been somebody that's got some sort of project on the go. Uh, so fabrication and that is what I do in my spare time.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can certainly tell looking at the photos of your project. I'll post some photos on the show notes, but, uh, you know, putting yours side by side with mine is just, well, I, I was going to say it's embarrassing. It's not. It's aspirational. <laughs> it- it's... Just
1: finessing stuff isn't it, basically,
0: <laughs> so your mechanics, so you've got the sort of mechanical stuff down um, was the electronics a bit of a shock to the system, or you've you'd done bits of that before?
1: um so I've always had an interest in electronics, um but like when it comes to writing any code or anything like that, I haven't done that since I was in school, um so long forgotten, so that was probably my biggest learning curve was teaching myself how to code for making little Arduino microcontrollers and stuff like that all over again so yeah
0: (laughs) you said you you sort of you've always had a project on the go what sorts of other projects are in your past
1: um track day cars um restorations of like classic VWs and stuff like that so yeah usually ones that are rusty and require lots of welding and stuff like that so
0: and this time it was something that was completely rust-free, but, uh, but just lots it. of mechanical work.
1: <laughs> yeah, lots of custom fabrication, that's for sure. But I enjoy that. That's something I really like to spend the time on.
0: Uh, so you, you'd done lots of combustion engine stuff before. How did you stumble across the EV conversion community? Um,
1: I can't really remember how I stumbled across it. Um, I've been toying with lots of different ideas of... Things to put into this RX 8 to get it back on the road, be it a Mazda V6, Um, I even toyed with the idea of putting a turbo diesel, four cylinder Volkswagen engine in it just for bags of torque. Um, But none of them seemed to fit the spirit of the rotary engined vehicle. Um, I don't know whether somebody suggested to me electric, or I guess it was just in my conscience. And anyway, uh, so I started doing. A little bit of research into it, um, found Damien McGuire's um, videos on YouTube. Um, so I guess his budget sort of one thousand pound build was my first real
0: inspiration. And, and that led you to the the DC route originally, did it? <laughs> it did, yes. Uh, so, tell us about that first build. So the
1: first build, I wasn't involved in any community. Didn't, hadn't heard of the Open Inverter Forum, so everything that I knew was based on very little information. I bought the first motor I found, which was a massive 13-inch diameter forklift truck motor. Was it forklift, milk float motor, um, and built my own IGBT power stage to to run it, and just had some car batteries, <laughs> uh, which was you know disappointing in terms of range that's for sure um at which point i went on to upgrade to the bmw Feb hybrid modules um so when, when rare... did
0: you do the first round when did you when did you start this with the with the dc approach um
1: now you got me <laughs> <laughs> it's going back a while now it must have been the first lockdown
0: Okay, that kind of time. Um,
1: so this is all all
0: evolved relatively quickly, then.
1: Yeah, I don't like to stand still. <laughs> <laughs> I have a real problem with having nothing to do.
0: So you swapped out the the, the car batteries for the BMW Fev modules. Is that this? Is that the the, the sort of twenty sixteen ones, the ones that are sort of yes,
1: yeah, yeah, they're they're twenty six amp hour modules. Um, same as you're using.
0: Mm, yeah. <clears throat> and um, that gave you some range did it
1: it did and i blew up my home-built controller about three days in
0: <laughs> what killed it
1: um probably just a lack of being up to the job <laughs> it was a very basic uh power stage with no DSAT, no nothing so you know it was gonna die <laughs> Um, After that I went on and repurposed a Prius gen 2 inverter to run the DC motor which is possible it's not very common but it is possible Um, so that worked for quite well for a while Um, I possibly did 300 miles like that (laughs) and then I melted the motor. (laughs) It was a lot of fun um you, know, you, you could go everywhere sideways from fourth in fourth gear from standstill. Wow. So, um
0: I mean yeah. I now know what the what the um the quote on the cover of this is gonna be and then I melted the motor. <laughs>
1: yeah. So you know it's one of those things, you know. It probably would have lasted quite well if I had it at a lower setting, but I'm not that guy. <laughs> if if you're gonna do something. I would just turn it up to eleven straight away. See what's going to fail.
0: <laughs> stress testing, just stress yeah. testing.
1: We call it, at work. We call it the Steve test. If a card really needs a test, Steve test. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you didn't got tell your my own... customers that. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be watching. It's fine. <laughs> no, that's true. See, so, so you got the. I mean, you didn't destroy the Prius inverter in this process.
1: No, no. I mean that was good to. That was good to dump about 1,000 amps into that DC motor, which is hardly a surprise that everything inside it turned to plasma. <laughs> so what was the next step? Um, well, I did a little bit of sulking. <laughs> and fair, then, fair. <laughs> and then then got on to the process of, right, well, I need to do this properly. I need to go AC drive. Um And then apparently because i don't like to do anything the simple way i started looking at alternatives to what everybody else has done you know why why go down the path that everybody's already done (laughs) so i i got hold of a a lexus rx 450 transaxle which is a front wheel drive gearbox in effect you know it's not designed to power a rear wheel drive car (laughs) but it has got two Good, powerful motors in it, each about 100 kilowatts capable. Um, so, with that in mind, I I threw away the the drop gears, the differential, uh, the power split device, machined up a a coupling to a couple of the two motors internally. Um, that power now gets outputted through what was the input shaft um, into my manual gearbox so there's a there's an adapter plate, there's a splined coupling, um and then there's a modified heavily modified case of the original transaxle um because it would have had a massive hole in the side where I chopped the diff off um, which is a stupid amount of work for to to come up
0: with a motor but, uh, hey. so and you've made all that yourself, yeah. So and that's what all CNC'd or done on a lathe and uh, manual
1: lathe. Wow! So manual lathe and just uh, the aluminium welding I did on the case is all uh, spool gunned with a MIG spool gun. So you know it'd be nice to all be nicely tigged up, but my TIG welder is only DC. So
0: you have to work what you've
1: got sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so that's right. So you've got two. Effectively, two hundred kilowatt motors through your through this sort of modified um, <laughs> modified transaxle, let's call it, into a manual gearbox—the original RX8 manual gearbox. Yeah. And so, you're. When are you buying spares for that already?
1: <laughs> um, I've got a diff set uh, ready to go in because <laughs> my I did an oil change in my diff a few weeks ago, and uh, lumps of metal came out. Uh, and it's making a bit of a it's not a happy noise (laughs) I was expecting the gearbox to to cause issues first but no the the diff doesn't like it much
0: and and how are your diff mounts surviving? seem to be okay they're okay so far
1: yeah well in the RX-8 the the diff has got this great big long you got the um,
0: not talk tube exactly, but yeah,
1: it's it's connected between the box and the diff. So, musters give it a special
0: like. name, don't they? What's it called? That uh, I can't, yeah, power I can't train uh, something or, or other, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know the one you mean, yeah, because I know this because um, Stephen, who's also building a uh RX8, didn't have that on his because he replaced the gearbox with the GS450H,
1: which is the sensible
0: thing to do, right. Well it is, except that he he literally flipped his diff upside down and there's so much talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you know, whatever you replace, you're gonna have some interesting issues. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how long because, have you been on...
1: Sorry. on Uh well, without without that beam, yeah, there's not a lot that I hold that diff in. There's a <laughs> there's a beam with a couple of rubber bushes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I know I'm gonna have interesting times when I put the Lexus unit in in a Z3 which has famously weak diff mountings. So, yeah, might be some, some reinforcement due there. So how long have you been on the road with this uh, Frankenstein's Monster?
1: Uh, so this version, um, since June.
0: And it's good and fun, to you- take it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I drive it every day. Uh, any opportunity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many of the BMW modules have you got in there?
1: Um, currently 15. Okay. In a five series three parallel configuration um but i'd like to add another three modules just to up the voltage
0: okay um, so you'd be sort of uh, so 18 modules three lots of six yeah taking you to um, 360 volts nominal would that be
1: it would yeah uh, just because the the lexus motors are rated you know they're 100 kilowatt but at a 650 volt rating. Yeah. So at half the voltage, I'm only actually making half the rated power. So I'd like to pick that up a little bit.
0: Because anything, what are you using for charging?
1: Uh, so there's a, currently a Outlander charger in the boot.
0: Because that's fine uh, up to 400 volts, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm partway through doing a shit demo. um, fast charge.
0: Nice, nice. I've got and all the bits of...
1: waiting but... Right, <laughs>
0: time And what sort of range are you getting with the 15 modules in there? It's heavily
1: dependent <laughs> on how much range <laughs> you want <laughs> um, You know I, I, I literally I, I live like 3 miles from work so I'm not too fussed about how much range I get um, I have had a, up to about sixty miles out of it in the in the summer months. Very good.
0: So, oh, that not, gives me hope. Um
1: yeah. I mean I've got the, the low lowest voltage set at about three point four volts, I think. Below that my my cell delta starts to drift quite a bit. So
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think uh, they're necessarily the best modules for
0: that. No, well the late, I think the, the second, the later mod, the modules with the higher energy density, I'm hoping a, well I'm hoping a better. better, yeah. yeah. Um, what else have you used? So you've got the Outlander charger at the moment, you've got the Prius Gen 2 inverter, you've got the RX450 transaxle, what sort of rounds out, what are you using for braking and for power steering?
1: Uh, so luckily the RX8's got a really nice um, power assisted rack.
0: Ah, okay, electric? Um, yes. All
1: electric, so all you have to do is send it a couple of um, CAN commands that the original ECU used to send and it wakes up and it works fully autonomously. Brilliant. Uh, that and a, a Volkswagen vacuum pump.
0: Um, and you've got that on some sort of sensor, have you? For
1: I've got one of um, Johannes' little boards. Gotcha. It's one, it of the,
0: one of the later ones that hasn't it's... grenaded itself
1: no it's very reliable very reliable (laughs) much more reliable than my first setup which was a vacuum switch which kept sticking
0: ah yeah but
1: but in not in a position you want it to stick (laughs) in the off position
0: yeah not ideal
1: (laughs) not really just suddenly your brakes would be quite hard (laughs)
0: So, being a mechanic, I'm guessing you had access to some space to do the work in, or did you do most of this on the driveway or at home or
1: so i I did most of it at work, but i we're a very small two man business with a quite small workshop like we've got one lift and quite limited space, It's probably not much bigger than the unit you're working out of so yeah
0: well so i mean it's yeah
1: you, you're you're always fighting for space, always moving stuff around. So when you do get a chance to work on your own stuff, it's it's very much a, you know, if it's out in the road, <laughs> and I've only got to do a small job, it might happen out there.
0: <laughs> You're on the south coast. It doesn't rain down there. It's fine. Oh, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess with that sort of professional background, getting the car MOT and stuff wasn't an issue.
1: No, it went straight for an MOT. Um, I mean, I, I do know the MOT tester, but that wasn't that wasn't a factor.
0: <laughs> no, but I'd imagine the quality of work. Yeah, you know, you're familiar with what's what's required, and you know what they're looking for. And
1: yeah, sure. Uh, it
0: was all you know, anyway, no, no
1: no dangling wires. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Jamie, take notes. Um, <laughs> any any issues getting insured?
1: Uh, not really, no. I mean, it's more expensive, and you have to phone round. Um, And so I ended up with Adrian Flux. Um, The only thing I would say is when they do your renewal, make sure that they have actually continued the same policy over, because I found that mine was suddenly just uh, instead of having everything itemized, but it was an electric conversion, suddenly just said, uh, non-standard engine, zero CC.
0: (laughs) Not ideal.
1: Not my idea. No. Are they? But,
0: are they? Fi- have they fixed that, or are they fixing that now?
1: They're fixing that, yeah. So I haven't driven it for a few days after I discovered that.
0: <laughs> they're generally pretty good on communication, at least Edge flux.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've not really had any issues with them. Uh, I, I expect they'll probably tell me that it's it's still covered. That's just how they've worded it. Yeah. It's often the way. I mean, it's often the way that a lot of these insurances that they use don't actually have the right drop-down box to say electric conversion because you know it's pretty rare isn't it
0: yeah still relatively unusual and um, you mentioned that code was the thing that you had to you know probably relearn the most was was that the biggest challenge on the project
1: um well aside from building a motor out of box, bits of lexus <laughs> <laughs> people looked at me like i was some sort of madman when i said i was going to do that now, probably I can right. see why. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. given
0: that you, you're building a rear-wheel drive car and there are plenty of rear-wheel drive options, that there could be a straight swap.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I had this thing in my head where I could have just got a leaf motor and used a leaf motor. But I was like, well, the potential for maximum potential for a leaf motor that we know of is about 100, well, 160 kilowatts, we know now. Um, there was... I have, if I have the right battery voltage, potential for 200. And yeah, it's a sports car. Right, <laughs> no, I'm just power hungry. That's all it is.
0: <laughs> Does that mean you've got your eye on like, what the future upgrade might be?
1: I, I keep thinking, how am I going to go higher voltage? And uh, keep looking at this big box of Prius boost inverters that I've got, thinking, I could build a charger out of that. And charge a six hundred volt battery.
0: <laughs> so you effectively take in your normal charging voltage, run it through a booster to charge your higher voltage?
1: It's just an idea I'm having right now. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean I like it. I like it.
1: <laughs> it's, it's possible.
0: <laughs> What's been the most rewarding aspect and did it come after turning your motor to plasma? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs>
1: I think just driving something that you've built is pretty rewarding anyway. And I don't know if it's unique to electric cars, but they just make you smile more. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've always driven M- like tuned cars or fairly sporty cars, but even though this isn't necessarily the fastest car I've ever driven, it just makes you smile. <laughs>
0: 100% i mean to- totally totally agree the uh, the the massive grin on your face that thing about something you've built and something you've built that's really unusual as well like the yeah, some, But
1: something that's been such a challenge as well um when you come out the other side with something that you know it works <laughs> even if it doesn't necessarily work as well as you wished it would or hoped that one day it might Um, it's still quite satisfying.
0: (laughs) Now, you set out to do this on a budget. I mean, that was the the sort of the... Your first post post on the project thread was about, you know, going to do this on a budget. Do you you have a sense of what you've spent? I guess it's hard to do it across sort of multiple phases.
1: So, yeah, if I'd just come straight in at the AC, I would have spent less. Um, But then I wouldn't have learnt as much. I might not have... Might not have had such fun. Um, might not have picked up as many stories to tell about melting things um, making capacitors blow up that sound like shotguns going off. Uh, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, so you know i don't I don't smoke, I don't really drink, so. You've got to have a hobby,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, as adamant said, don't drink, don't drink, don't smoke. what do you do? I don't imagine he had e v conversions in mind <laughs> you've no. got to, you can't be goody two shoes, you've got to have a vice, and it might as well be building things.
1: I don't think I've spent enough to upset the wife, so we're all good
0: uh, that that's a that's a good benchmark that's a good metric. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, what's your favorite tool i know, did I see some various three d printed parts on yours um
1: <clears throat> No, I don't think so. No, I have got a 3D printer that's been sat in a box for two years, uh, waiting for me to clear enough space to set it up properly. Um, as if I gave you a tour of this room, you'd see what the problem was. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the, the issues I'm having with my 3D printer right now, I'd advise you just to leave it in the box. Just, just don't bother.
1: <laughs> I quite like um, having stuff laser cut. That's, that's uh, okay. All. That, that's quite fun, um, because you can design it and send it, and it comes back all nice. Who do you use for that? Um, so, recently I've used um, Factory. Yeah. I think they're called Factory. They're online service. You can just upload a DXF file. They give you a quote, and they've been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not necessarily the cheapest, but at 1 o'clock in the morning, you can get a quote.
0: Yeah, yeah. If they're um, good, they're is, good.
1: The guy down the road can't. <laughs>
0: um, so what's next then? Is the, is the next focus? You're building the Chidemo. Um yeah. You've got you. You'd like to go higher voltage. Have you got room in the car for another three modules?
1: Um, yes, I need to. I need to build a new rear battery tray and uh, lay them on their side instead of stood upright. But yes, there is room. Uh,
0: where have you put all the batteries, by the way? Have you got
1: <laughs> So half of them are in the boot, and half of them are quite low slung down in front of the motor uh, in the front of the car. Gotcha. So it's
0: quite well balanced it...
1: then.: Yeah, no, um when it went on the MOT rollers, which also wave a car, it was pretty much 50 50 split.
0: Brilliant,
1: so that was quite good.
0: So, yeah, you got so voltage upgrade, Chidemo, anything else on the horizon? Maybe more power?
1: (laughs) More power. (laughs) Always more power. No, I'd I'd quite like to just um, tidy things up, drive it, maybe um, have a more integrated um, VCU. So I've got quite a few small modules that, control various things like there's a TNC that does the the battery management, there's uh, Arduino that takes over all the old um, functions that the the original engine ECU used to do, uh, runs the dashboard, stuff like that. Um, It would be quite nice to incorporate them into one thing,
0: but they work. That's a good start. Um, well, I, I think you've you've um, you've given me the most obvious um, headline for any episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I melted my motor. <laughs> and then I melted my motor. But you're back yeah. with a with you're back with the running driving car, which is amazing, and one that sounds like an awful lot of fun.
1: It is. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the good thing about using those motors that I did use is. Uh, they produce quite a lot of torque per kilowatt because they're quite large diameter, mm. I guess, um, and relatively low revving. Really, uh, yeah, the, the torque per kilowatt's pretty pretty impressive. So round town, I don't leave third gear, um, and and it'll spin the wheels in third gear from standstill <laughs> in the dry. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: A, that sounds like a lot of fun B it sounds like it should be a good candidate for other people to use maybe not quite as modified as you've done but as a front as a front wheel drive as
1: a, I think as a front wheel drive um motor it's it's fairly um well I don't think anyone else has used it. Mm. Um they're not as common as Prius motors um and obviously with two motors there's a bit more control issues um so tuning the twin motors with two separate control boards. um, It's a bit more complicated because you can end up um, with, say, if one wasn't tuned particularly greatly and you were having torque oscillations, well then you have the controller from the other motor fighting that one. So you kind of almost have to tune them individually and then combine them and... It's a headache that people could avoid. And I maybe should have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There are other options. But nonetheless, a very, very cool project indeed. And and thank you for coming on and sharing it with me. Uh, That's been great fun. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening to my ramblings. (laughs) (laughs) My absolute pleasure. You've made me laugh a lot. And so, well... Thank you, Steve. Thank you to you for listening slash watching. Whichever you're doing, this is on YouTube. It goes out on Spotify. It goes out on Apple Podcasts and all of the others uh, when I get the audio version out. And there'll be show notes um on uh, that go with the audio version they've got photos in etc so do check that out and um, thanks for watching and listening um do subscribe if you're not subscribed already there'll be more episodes of diy ev chat over the course of 2023 i don't have any more lined up right now uh, but i'm planning to since the regular watch of the channel now i'm losing my garage so i'm going to be doing more indoor content rather than more outdoor working on the car content for a little while until i get something sorted but i am working on it Uh, I'm very much trying to get back in a garage, even if it's not my garage. That's it. Thanks for watching. Bye bye.